0: Hi, Thank you for joining us. Uh, My name is Charlotte Wood, and I'm coming to you from the Bondec Montessori, and this is our 15th podcast episode. It's a little hard to believe we've already had 15 podcasts. Um, I'm joined by Miss Ingrid Geiger. Hi, Ingrid. Hi, Charlotte. Um, Ingrid is one of our primary teachers at the Bondec Montessori. And she is a German native and is unique at Bondek, though not in the Montessori world, because she is a Montessori parent. Um, And um, so, Ingrid, um, you have
1: two children. Um, Tell us a little about them. Yes, as you said, I have two children, and I can't believe it. My son is already 16, (sighs) and my daughter is going to be 12 soon. Great. And your daughter
0: lives with you in the U.S.? Yes. And your son is still in Germany. Yes. Great. And how does your daughter like living in the U.S.? Oh, she loves it. Yeah. She loves her life here. It's fun to be a teenager here. Yes. (laughs) Um, So um, you're a trained Montessori teacher. Did you have your children before or after you
1: took your training? Well, my son was um, four years old when I took my training, and my daughter was one year old. Wow. So, um,
0: how did um, the monastery training impact your parenting? Was it... Um, a little surprising the things that, oh, I wish I had done that differently, or yes, that's really something I believe in personally, and it's a Montessori philosophy.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I had a lot of Montessori moments during my training. There were things that, you know, as a parent, you probably just do naturally, Mm -hmm. and there are other things that you suddenly realize, oh, I could have done that differently, or, <laughs> oh, my son is already four, but my daughter, she's still younger, and yes. we can do things differently. Yes, but
0: what perfect ages to have gone through your training for working with children under six to have a four-year-old and a one-year-old. Yes. And so you were living in Germany at the time. Yes. Um, but you've lived
1: with your children all over the world. Where have you lived together? Well, as you said, first it was Germany, then we moved on to Mexico. Like we changed places within Mexico and then uh, went back to Germany, and finally we ended up being in the U.S. Awesome. Uh, so, those
0: sound really diverse. Germany and um, Mexico are about as different as you could get. Yes. Places in um, Mexico where it does snow, but mostly pretty tropical. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Germany is not tropical at all. <laughs> um, and so, um, how did um, you get your young children to try different food items, some of which might be unfamiliar?
1: Oh, well, I think it's basically because I like food. Food myself, mm-hmm. and I like a variety of foods. Mm-hmm. And this is basically what you transmit to your children. Sure. And I always provided a variety of food for them so mm-hmm. they could make choices. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if food is colorful, children usually like it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, they like to try red um, cherries and orange oranges yeah. and yeah. yellow bananas. You know, like it's just like everything that involves food. And sure. Were there things that grew
0: in um, Mexico that you didn't have access to in Germany? Perhaps produce or street tacos that they wouldn't have had if they stayed in Germany?
1: Yes. Yeah. So we, basically, we um, we spent quite some time on an organic farm mm-hmm. in Mexico, so everything was grown there. So we had yeah. a huge variety of produce that we were eating there. And yeah. sure, we also went to the market together, the things yeah. that we couldn't grow. Um, we went there and we, we ate um, the tacos and we pr- tried the quesadillas there uh-huh. in the markets and... It was it was great to have all this variety of foods and yeah. trying different things that they do in different countries. Yeah, did your children
0: ever try something or show interest in something that you didn't necessarily want to
1: eat? Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, at a certain age, (laughs) the children start to like the sugar that that goes with different food. And I remember there was one really sweet, sugary, um, uh, it's dulce, like something very just sweet, sweet. yeah, like a candy. And I couldn't eat it, (laughs) but they loved it. They liked it a lot.
0: Oh man, yeah, there were um, things that um, I didn't grow up eating persimmons. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I lived in Germany, they were common and Mm -hmm. the children were just eating them. And it was so, it was foreign to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though persimmons are available in the U.S., it just wasn't part of my cultural upbringing. And so watching a child eat that seemed brave to me where (laughs) I was a little more stuck in my ways of like, oh, I don't know how that's going to taste and I might not like it. But once Mm -hmm. I tried them, now they're one of my favorites. Um, so living on an organic farm and moving to all these places, um, you really like to cook and prepare meals. Um, is this something you involved your children with?
1: Yes. I involved my children from the very beginning because I feel like this is part of their education mm-hmm. and it has to be a fun part of the day mm-hmm. to prepare meals together. You know, mm-hmm. whenever I had time, yeah. there were yeah. also moments when I didn't have time and I just sure. did things quickly myself. But I always try to make it part of our day yeah. to prepare food together and to help each other. And also this makes the children want to try different things because yes. if they're involved yeah. in doing things or even like then going to the garden, picking things that we were like the salads that we were doing. So my children children ate salads, which is not very common for small children yeah yeah so yeah
0: and it's fun to um, sometimes one of the best things of cooking is nibbling a yeah. little bit <laughs> yes and so then as you're putting celery in the soup pot having a little sneak of them what it tastes like and then what does it taste like when it's done cooking yeah because there's some ingredients that change dramatically when they're part of a casserole or some vegetables that seem really mushy and yucky in a casserole or in soup but they're really crunchy and delicious raw um and if children were if your children were trying something new, did you ever um you have phrases I knew somebody who used the phrase, try it, you might like it instead of like, oh, only try two bites or something. Mm-hmm. Is are there ever any phrases that you employed with your children?
1: No. I basically just had the things available. Sure. So things were on a plate or you know, like the fruits were in a in a small bowl, so mm-hmm. they were available somehow. Or I opened it up, and usually, you know, when they see the parent eating, they want to try yeah. somehow. So yeah. I didn't have any special phrases that I used. Sure. That.
0: But we all have preferences. Yeah. I mean, just because you don't have to be a picky eater to have, I don't care for tomatoes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we all yeah. have things we love and things yeah. that we don't like. Um, So did your children take lunches to school with them when they were little?
1: Um, Yes, they did. And not in all the schools, Mm -hmm. but in some schools they did take their lunches. And did you involve them
0: with that process of packing a lunch or taking a lunch with you?
1: Yes. I usually tried planning lunches with them. So Mm -hmm. we were sitting together and we were thinking about, okay, what would you like to take for lunch? Mm -hmm. So we were making a shopping list together. We went to the store. We bought it. And like involving them in all this process, it made it so much easier. So they knew what they took for lunches. And sometimes they brought some leftovers that we had you know, from the day before yeah. and something that they really liked and they had it in their lunches too. So yeah. it was pretty easy
0: too. Did they process. ever come home and say, so-and-so has sushi in their lunch. I want that.
1: Or get ideas from what their friends were eating. Yes. Yeah. It's. I think that's a special part about... And children eating together their lunches at school, so they can see. Oh, that might taste really great. Or sometimes they get a bite from someone and think, I want to get this too. Yeah. Or they have decided that they don't
0: like tomatoes, like I did. But then if they're friend brings a little grape tomato with a little um, piece of mozzarella on a toothpick. All of a sudden, it looks very appealing, and <laughs> yes. it's their new favorite food. Yeah. Um, so your daughter is now in middle school. Um, is she interested in nutrition and in meal preparation?
1: Yes, she is. Mm-hmm. We still have the habit of planning our meals together, and now she has the age where she can prepare her own, the own meal. Yeah. So we take terms in, in cooking and yeah. preparing the meal. And it's actually quite some fun to do that. Yeah. Does she have favorite things from
0: any of your travels that she still likes to make or still likes to eat?
1: Yes. I mean, she... She's a pasta eater. If she could, she would eat it every day. No, but she she enjoys making lentils. Yeah, lentils. lentils. Yeah. 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 So the, she does that the German way. Oh, of course. <laughs> so.
0: The real way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but it's easy for her to make, and it's usually sure. on her list sure. every week She's for a make... day. <laughs>
0: and so does she ever make dinner for you that you go home and you don't have to cook? Yeah. Yeah, oh. she does. What a special thing. Well, thank you so much, Miss Geiger, for speaking to us about um, your experiences all over the world with your children. Um, we really appreciate your time. Thank you. Okay, thank you.